stories that you are about to hear are true as true can be. Viewer discretion is advised. Guests on CUP Tales do not necessarily reflect those of the Lost Souls or the Vibes Broadcast Network. Good evening, my fellow paranormal brothers and sisters. This is Ben, coming at you again from Lost Souls. Tonight we bring you a very special program that we're going to be calling CUP Tales. We're going to be talking about a local cryptid legend that also covers many different um, Native American legends. Um, Here it has a couple different names. Um, I couldn't find the Paiute name for it, and most of them uh, don't really want to tell you what that is. They just call it a skinwalker, but I know most of you are going to understand that word right off the bat. But the uh, Navajo word for it is Yi Naaldalushi. I'm sure I'm totally destroying that pronunciation, and I apologize. And I don't mean this to be offensive or rude. To any of my Native American friends. Heaven knows I have a lot of them. Um, These are just some stories. That we've gotten from multiple people. um, Some Native. Some not. Of their experiences here. In our county. And. I'm only going to do two tonight. I'm going to start off with one. From someone that I know. I'm not going to name any names. Or uh. Yeah, I'm just not going to name any names uh, for privacy reasons. These They have told me these stories, um, knowing that I would be able to share them with others. But um, for their privacy, I'm going to take their names out. So, for the first story, it began late, late one night during a night shift. And... Two men were working together, and they were getting kind of bored where they were, Um, and so after work, they decided to take a drive. Um, Both of these guys love hunting. They love um, being able to know where the next best spot is for the next year or that year, so whenever they had time off, of course. You know, they're going to go and find those areas, and they're going to find where the deer are. So, late one night, they decided to go spotlighting, we'll call it. Not shooting, just looking for deer. Um, So, they hit the highway, and they head south on I-15. When you go south on I-15 from where we live, you pass uh, two exits. You pass a meadow exit, 
you pass the Kanosh exit. The next two exits are Dog Valley and Cove Fort. But they decided they were going to go to Dog Valley and go ahead and get off that I-15 exit and go on a little adventure. Just kind of drive back to Kanosh the back way. And so they get off the exit and they're driving around and they're looking for deer on the low ground. So those of you that don't go hunting or don't understand the concept, um, at night, deer and elk, uh, most things that are hunted, they search for the low ground, they stay in a pack, they stay together, they, they hide, they really like hunker down and sleep for the night, but they always stay on the low ground. So this is where the story gets interesting. So as they continue to drive, they're looking down under these hills, across the sagebrush, through the cedar trees, and nothing. They can't see anything. Not a head, not a sign, nothing. Until one of them looks on top of one of the hills. And lo and behold, the deer are all awake. They are on top of the hill. They are alert. And they are looking around. They are not sleeping. They are not relaxing. Given this is about probably 2.45, 3 o'clock in the morning. So really, even if they were to wake up early, it wouldn't be till before dawn and they'd move to a different location. They wouldn't be hiding on the top of a hill. So that's one to try and wrap your head around. Coming up next is my story. everybody welcome back from break again this is ben from lost souls bringing you another cup tales and this story like i promised is my story um which is also pretty intense um i'll give you um some discretion i guess before i tell you the story that this story is true i cannot explain it I do not have any proof other than what I had myself um, saw, but it is 100% accurate, and I hope you always know that anything that I share with you, as far as my knowledge goes, is true. So, it was about 11 years ago, 
I was about 19 years old and I was working for the Forest Service. And a part of that job was we would spray like nauseous weeds that grew in the mountains and in the valleys in order to keep them from spreading and taking over like the grass and other um, types of plants and things that the animals need to eat in order to survive. And so we get to our location, which is also Dog Valley, and it was me and my co-worker, and we decided which directions we were going to go, and we made a pretty much like a pact or a promise. We're going to meet back at 2. We just finished eating our lunch, so it's just a little afternoon, so it was go, um, you know, fill up your tank, go spray, and come back to the truck, and you were done. And so he decides to head south, and I decide to head um, straight up the trail. I knew that there was a a little um, trail that led up a hillside, and I was going to go empty my tank up there and then come back down. So I get on my four-wheeler and head that direction, and I come to this little tiny cabin. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever seen like an old, like old, like 1900s, early 1900s, like deer hunt cabin, but that's what it reminded me of. Um, as I approached it, I got off my four-wheeler because I, had, I hadn't seen one in this good a shape before. As far as the outside, the inside was, it was just tattered, like there was a little spring um, twin bed that was in there, but it was like rusted and torn apart and um all all i remember else that was on the ground was like leaves and dirt and you know nothing that would look appealing like i don't even think you could really clean it up and make it look nice it had no door it had no covers on its windows and it only had windows i believe by the door and so i get back on my four-wheeler because i look oh what well, little thing is kind of cool get back on my four-wheeler and head up this hillside and I go to the top of this little little hill it's not not super high and I spray all the weeds that I can find and the whole time I feel super eerie and I don't know why like I'm just feeling not gross but just just eerie like something's watching me like yeah whatever you know and so I start I empty my tank and I start back down the hill and you have to understand like this hill like the trail wasn't just like a straight up it was like a side winding trail and it was very rocky like you had to go a certain speed or you could tip over and as I come down the hill I look at the side of this cabin and I have to look at the side of this cabin because it's on the way down like it's in my line of sight it is the direction that i'm going down and now the side of it is covered completely covered in this like red it was like blood but it was also like a stain and this was not there like I walked around this thing and explored this thing for like 10 minutes. It was not there. 
And so I start to feel super, super gross, just like gross. Um, those of you that have had experiences like this can understand what that feeling is. It's not goosebumps. It's like, I'm going to puke everywhere if I don't get away from here. It's the oddest feeling to try and explain to someone. So I hightail it back for our truck, right? And my coworker's there and he's just like, where the hell have you been? Like, I've been waiting for you all day. Like, you know, like not all day, but he was pissed. And I was like, what time is it? He's like, it's three o'clock. I was, I was getting ready to go find you and make sure you were okay. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, I didn't even realize it had been that long. I felt like I had only probably been like 45 minutes. It did not feel like I was gone for almost three hours. And I'm telling him about this cabin and what I saw when I came back. And he was like, okay, well, let's go check it out. Let's see, like, what's going on. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll feel better with you, you know. Um, but working for the like federal government, we're not allowed to have guns or anything. So it's just it's just us on our four wheelers. <laughs> Maybe like a shovel or something that we could have had on our four wheelers. We're both nervous as hell, and we get over there, and there's nothing there. There's nothing on the wall. There's no signs of any activity or movement. Um, you can still see where I walked around the cabin before. You can see where I parked my four-wheeler. But everything else that I saw, personally, was gone. Now, I know that that's a lot to try and wrap your head around. But I still can't explain it to this day it was in broad daylight number one which i do a lot of spirit communication with my paranormal investigation team and we do a ton during the day so that's nothing you know but i can only explain it as a residual energy something that happened so brutally and so forcefully that it repeats itself. But I worked at the Forest Service for almost three years. I've driven up that road. I've driven by that cabin still many, many times. And I've never seen it again. So this will be my conclusion to our first episode of CUP Tales and I have so much more of these to share with you I understand that I have never seen whatever it is that they claim is out there but other people believe that they have and I can't wait to share their stories with you Again, this has been Ben from Central Utah Paranormal. We're calling this CUP Tales. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to watch all of our shows. All of my fellow broadcasters do an amazing job. Thank you all again. And remember, there's no normal.
like the paranormal.